Hallelujah. Glory to God. How many of you know his name? Is magnificent. Hallelujah. The miracle worker. Hallelujah. How excellent is thy name? Oh Lord. How excellent is thy name? Glory. He said, among the gods, who is like thee? Glorious in holiness, fearful in praises. Who can finish it? Doing wonders. Hallelujah. Resurrection, are you ready for wonders? Hallelujah. Come on, shout it out with me. Miracles, miracles, miracles. say this and then you sit down because these are prophetic utterances. Ask them to sing that song again and he said to me in my spirit do you know why you should honor and celebrate my name? He said because my name is your strong tower. That's the protection over your life. Understand what why James will say, How can you honor a man because he's rich when he blasphemes the worthy name by which you are called? And this is what I keep telling you all you cannot take any position against him and then be called by his name. You are snatching your protections off. A strong tower. Hallelujah. <laughs> if I'm getting on this airplane today, and I don't have any paramilitary force like the president following me around, I got angels. Hallelujah. Ooh, and they move because he said so. 
Come on, some of you are not shouting. You don't know what I'm talking about because you live in this protected safe zone. But when you go in the trenches, the angels of God I was just upstairs and, and the deaconess said, Oh, Apostle, you know, have a good trip and all of that. And I said, The angels of God are with me. What? What? As soon as I said that, it was like this holy fire just fell on me like, Hallelujah. The angelic presence. May you sense, may you experience angelic fire, the presence of God. No, no, we are not part of the fake church. We are alive. We are connected with the throne. Angels are real here and real now. Come on, lift there. Out and shout. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give you praise. Thank you. Ancient of days. <laughs> we give you praise. We celebrate you. Thank you for blessing us in this service. Snatch the blindness from our eyes. Cause us to understand truth. May we never remain the same. We give you praise. In the name of the Father, Son, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost, and on fire baptized believers, shout it, Amen! Can you finish it with the resurrection? Hallelujah! And this morning, I want to talk to you before we commune with him, the blessings of chastisement. Hallelujah. This is the the best news yet. That's why I pray that your eyes will open, that you will understand why God insists that he must be able to correct you, whether directly or through a man he has chosen. And you receive it as a condition to enter your destiny. When you fail that test, you will see 20 years will go by. Nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. You see? And I've seen so many destinies aborted. Hear this word this morning. And maybe you'll take it to all the breakthrough you ever desire. Hallelujah. I love what the book of Acts said. He said that for 40 years, God was training Israel's manners in the wilderness. Look at how long it took to get a man's attitude straight. He said that was what the 40 years was about. (laughs) You think it's different? That's the church in the wilderness. This is church in Union City. (laughs) And what applied then is happening now. Glory to God. I remember years ago, I mean, I was so frustrated, nothing was working and all that. 
And the Lord said to me, do you know how many people have piloted before you were born? Do you know how many people that have lived and died? <laughs> I remember Jerry Savelle giving a testimony. How, you know, they learned the word of faith and they were excited and listening to tapes in those days and making confessions and, and nothing seemed to be working. And when he got so frustrated and he grabbed all his Copeland tapes and Hagen, whatever, and just threw them all out. And the Lord said to him, don't you know you are the one who don't know what's on them? <laughs> it is you that needs what you're throwing out. So he humbled himself and went and regathered his tapes and went back listening. Amen. That's why I keep telling people, don't preach faith. And God said that to me. Don't preach faith from where you are. He said that to Daddy Hagen. Preach it from where you came from. So now that they're all flying jets and, and they make one decree and millions will show up, it wasn't always like that. God has to train your manners. And then when you prove word, then he knows he can trust you. Because a man you cannot correct is a time bomb. He won't trust you. Hallelujah. Lord, I give you praise. Touch me in these few moments. Give life to your people. Strengthen me and help us to learn these things that we might overcome Satan. That will be a church that where most of us will make it. Hallelujah. You should have said a stronger amen because I, I'm praying your destiny. I say it again. Let us be a church where most of us will make it. In Jesus' mighty name. Anoint me. Give me utterance. Quicken me. Thank you for the prophetic. Already in motion. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. You see what's happening now? Money cannot buy. It's the glory move. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's resurrection. Your life will not remain the same. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm. So, I want to call your attention as, as a start to Hebrews 12, verse 5, once again. We learned from that message that the reason there are few sons of God on the earth is that there are few people that can receive correction. We have believers everywhere praying in tongues. But the Bible didn't say that those who pray in tongues are the sons of God. He didn't say that even those that are born again are sons of God. He said it's only those that are under the control of the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit cannot control you, you are not a son of God. And last Sunday he said to us that what I go through with a man... And I cover him, then they look legitimate, even though I disagree with them. Then when I get tired, I will allow it to happen publicly. So I can show, because if a man cannot submit to a spiritually constituted authority, 
they're telling you that they are not submitted to God either. It's just the grace of God covering it. These are the things the word of God is telling you. Look at this. Look at verse 5 of Hebrews chapter 12. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you. So it don't matter. You may be 70 years old. You are still a child. You may be the president of the United States of America. You are still a child. You may be the archbishop or the pope. You are still? You say you have forgotten that exhortation that you are a child. So you never grow up with God. You hear what I'm telling you? You never grow up with God. Whatever God has made you is to men. But when you look up, you are a child. And Jesus said something amazing. He said, I thank you, Father, that you've revealed the secrets of your kingdom to children. But you have hidden it from the eyes of the wise and the prudent. So it blesses you that no matter who you are, no matter how much God has blessed you, that in your heart and in your own eyes, you are still a child. You worship him like a child. Oh, glory to God. You trust him like a child. You bless him like a child. Huh? And then the mysteries of the kingdom will be revealed to you. Amen. I was telling one of my staff members, I said, one of the greatest things that has, that's happening to me now is that God is teaching me the scriptures. And revealing secrets to me. <laughs> and I said it, it, it's like the testimony of Daddy Hagen when he was alive. That the Lord Jesus appeared to him. And, and told him something. He said to the Lord Jesus, I know the Bible. I've read the New Testament so many times. That's not there. He said, the Lord Jesus smiled. He said, son, there are many things in that Bible you don't know. He said, really? This New Testament, I've just about have it memorized. He said, yeah. He said, what you say that's not in there? Let me give you four scriptures. Not even one. Not two. Not three. But four. Watch. He said, now, look at this. Look at that. He gave him four scriptures. And he said something so hilarious. We all laughed with him when he was telling the story. He said, oh, is that what that means? <laughs> you see, that even scriptures you think you know, when he teaches them to you, May you find yourself a babe this morning. Amen. That the blindness of your heart will be removed from you. Amen. The blindness of your heart will be removed. So that when you 
set your eyes on the pages of this word. He will come and sit next to you. And begin to feed you mysteries, understanding, answers. And then you will have the same testimony. Oh, is it what that means? Because when he opens it up to you, he speaks to things within you. Things that are ailing you. Hallelujah. That's the first blessing. He says, you cannot forget the exhortation that speaks to you as children. Because the reason we don't have the glory moving in churches all over the world is that there are too many juggernauts. It's not only that we can't take correction, but we want to tell the father how to correct us. Isn't that what teenagers do? They want to tell you what to say. They want to tell you how to say it. And then don't do it in front of their friends. That would take 20 years. <laughs> I can't help you, Archer. He said, say it again. You need to repreach what I preach. <laughs> you see? But I love it because when he examines your heart and he sees a child, that's one of the things I celebrate, not what I think of myself or what you say about me. Do you know what I celebrate? What God is telling people about me. Amen. Hmm? I mean, one of the recent things that happened, God went to somebody and said, you see your pastor? He trusts me. Hey, I go and put them in my vault. And every time, every now and then I take him out. Thank you, Lord. Well, another time he said to somebody, he said, see your pastor? He loves me. When was the last time God testified of your heart? He's not testifying of your dress, of your degree, of your tithes, of your offerings. He's testifying your heart. Your tithes and offering may indicate your heart. But God is testifying of your heart. He searches the heart. Watch. Because this is a quick, a quick thing here. He said, you have forgotten the exhortation that speaketh as unto you as children. He said, my son. You notice? So this exhortation is only for sons. If you're a rebel, then there's, you know, if you're your own man, then there's nothing. Anybody can do. God moves on. Amen. Watch. My son, despise not thou. You know this? He said, don't look down on it. Don't, don't, don't speak against it. Don't argue against it. Don't despise it. Don't say it's unnecessary. I know I've given that testimony many times when Richard and Donator, it just came up again, came here years ago. And I think it was Hollis, the, you know, Donator's mom that introduced him to the church. 
And they came to church. And after church, I came up to them. I said, now, you know, you guys need to separate. You're living together. You need to quit that and then get married. Richard said he thought, can this African take a punch? <laughs> Thank God he didn't try to punch me. He won't be here today. <laughs> but watch. But he made a vow that they will never come back to this church. Despise not thou the chastening of the Lord. He didn't know that only a month or two later, he's going to need my grace. And all of a sudden, they came back to the church. You have to know that whenever you say never, God makes sure you're going to reverse yourself because only God can say never and he stands. Listen, I just look one direction and this is the word of the Lord that just came in my spirit. He said, if you're tired of being on the outside looking in, if you're tired of not encountering God one-on-one, -on -one, then step down from your pride. And the doors will open. He said, if you're tired of hearing religious devils deceiving you as the Holy Spirit, then step down from your pride. I am prophesying. Beloved, we thank God for this word. It is a very important and much needed word for this generation and for our time. Sons of God are rare on the earth. And one of the biggest reasons is that God cannot chastise us either directly or through a man. But the exhortation, it says you have forgotten this exhortation that addresses you as a son, said my son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord. Even though it's not within this text, for this sermon, but I want to bring it in. He says that no chastening is joyous, <laughs> but grievous. So that I'm feeling bad or you're feeling bad does not mean that it's not good. But it's for time. Because you want the treasures of his glory and his presence to come to your own heart and life. God can trust you when he can correct you. Hallelujah. You do all your crying on your knees. Huh? He doesn't like complaining, but even if you're complaining, do it on your knees. He may not answer you, but at least do it there. I love what the psalmist says. He said, when I complained, my heart was overwhelmed. Hallelujah. So you learn to give thanks. You learn to praise God in pain, worship him in pain. Your stock will grow in the realm of glory. 
miracles will happen for you. Doors will fling open in Jesus' name. Do you know that these things I'm talking about, most of you have failed this test over and over again. Some of you for 30 years, 40 years. It's not just the children of Israel that were in the wilderness for 40 years. Most believers are going through the same thing. I've been in the Atlanta area for 41 years. I have seen so many failed destinies. People dying prematurely, wandering around in the wilderness, going from church to church, talking about what God will do that never happened. 40 years in the wilderness because God cannot correct them. And no man can correct them. That's why sons of God are few. If you will receive the chastisement of the Lord, tremendous miracles and blessings will come your way. I have a message coming that will even elucidate and atomize these blessings for you. Yes, it will be at least 10 of them. You'll be amazed. When I talk about it, glory to God. Today is 9-11, as I understand. We call it the Patriots Day. We have a celebration here at the church to remember those that died on 9-11. There's so many things that impacted the shields, the protection of God over this nation. And when we continue to pass legislations and do these crazy things, we violate the protections we better hear the correction and repent. America, the question is, can God correct you? You judges, can God correct you? You spiritual leaders, can God correct you? Those of you that put your politics above your faith, can God correct you? That is what the message is about. It's such an urgent call for change and for repentance. Amen. I invite you to get my daughter's CD, Let There Be Light. God will bless you. Encourage her and strengthen her hands. God will do great things in her life as God has promised her. And we're encouraging her by talking about her CD. Amen. These days, nobody buys CD. I think it's all downloads now. However you get it, go ahead and get it and support that vision in Jesus' name. Don't forget all the conquest materials, vessels of glory, you need it. 770-994-3777. If you're going through chastisement, if you're frustrated, if you're hurting, let someone agree with you in prayer. It will be a blessing to you. We love you, beloved. Tomorrow will even be a stronger word for you. God bless you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Bye-bye.